It's time we honor the biggest lie ever told, that if we made money as a business owner or hit a certain dollar amount, our problems would suddenly go away, right? My name is Cheryl Dorsey. I'm a data journalist, a tech founder, and a longtime entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, and have done what feels like all the things. Yet I still wonder on a daily basis, am I doing this right? As entrepreneurs, we provide more time than we have, risk more money than most, and sell or are sold to more than we would like to admit. It's my mission through this show to give you a space to honor the powerful builder and CEO in you, even when sometimes it feels like no one should have left you in charge. Incredible work doesn't come without painful lessons. Welcome to I think I'm doing this right. So welcome back to I think I'm doing this right. Today, my special guest is a self-confessed serial entrepreneur. He's owner of the Nashville-based Music City Cleaners and a co-founder of Pivot Technology School a fully remote coding bootcamp that offers technology education to students of diverse backgrounds, including those who were formerly incarcerated, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. He's also the founder of Fortitude Homes, a nonprofit that provides housing for the houseless and individuals struggling with mental illness. And I don't know when you sleep, but you're also the creator of the Winner Circle, yeah. a community of entrepreneurs who collaborate, educate, and scale to help each other win. Yeah. So I am so very thrilled to have Joshua Mundy to the show, straight from Nashville. Straight from Nashville, right off the flight. Right off the <laughs> flight. I'm so glad that you that you are here. Yes. So we, we've officially met just a couple of weeks ago yes. at the CEO Spring Break. Yeah. And I am just so astounded by how much life you have lived already. Yeah. You've created so many different companies, mm-hmm. but also these really cool like service-based programs and initiatives. Yeah. So talk to me about like when did Josh decide like I'm I'm going to do this entrepreneur thing to the max. Yeah, I mean, and, and thank you again for having me. And, yeah, you know, I was course. stalking you on uh, LinkedIn for about <laughs> the last year or so, and uh, I was getting left on read, but it is all good. We're not going to talk about that. We are here today, and it is all I'm sorry, good. y'all. I'm you sorry. Know, I'm I catching saw up. I saw your CEO spring break. I said, yo, <laughs> we need to talk. But no, um, really, I've been, I feel like I've been an entrepreneur all my life. So yeah. Uh, we all have those stories that when you was a child and selling candy and things of that nature, but that was me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't worked a job or I haven't received a W-2 from anybody. Ever in your I, life? No, since I'm 21 years old. Seriously? Seriously. I've been a entrepreneur, a full-time entrepreneur, and I'm 40. Wow. So uh, I haven't worked for anybody in 20 years. That's incredible. And, uh, so I've, I've launched several different types of companies, but I always knew that I wanted to control my own destiny. All right. I just felt like I, I didn't have it in me to like work. I could work a nine to five. I worked mm-hmm. nine to fives. I worked at like Arby's and I worked at like different little odds and ends. Did jobs. you ever work retail? 
Like I'm, I worked at the Gap. Did you ever like work at I the Gap? I never worked retail. No? No. I, I, I don't I, recommend it. Okay. <laughs> like, it is rough. Uh, it's rough? <laughs> it could be rough. Really? People are rough. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I, I worked at like Arby's and then I worked my I worked at like a, a call center. Okay. So I did. I worked at like Sprint and then I worked <laughs> at another, so a place called Park Center. Okay. Was like my last job. And mm. I was helping individuals uh, that had mental illness get jobs. Wow. Okay. So this is where some of this. So this was where it kind of like ah, so it ties in. You're full so, circle. So it always have these always full circle moments where it's like ideas come that I just was like, you know, manifesting like previously, you know, and it just comes back to me like, okay, yes, right. we need to make this happen. So. So do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? So I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. Um, most of all of my family, just like, you know, they regular nine to fivers. Right. Mine too. Um, Mine too. But I, I'm the only kind of like entrepreneur in my family. So I always say like, yo, I'm going to be the one that's going to get y'all from those nine to fives. And okay. then like retire. So that's my goal, like to retire yeah. my family. My dad is retired, but like my mom and my brother, okay. like, yeah, I want okay. y'all to come work for the actual enterprise. Right. Know? So you're 21 and you were just like, I'm not going to work for anybody ever again. Yeah. And like, what was your first business at that age? So the very first business was a, jan a janitorial service. Okay. So I got into that business because it was just easy to, to get in. You know, it was like, cost me like $25. Mm -hmm. At the time I was working a job and I was utilizing all their print paper and using <laughs> For your marketing. Oh, yeah. So I was building out You'd my, made away. Oh, yeah, my business cards and my flyers and all that. I was doing that on the job. Yeah. And so I started to grow the business and I just had like one of those moments was like, okay, I got to make a choice. Either I'm going to be a full-time entrepreneur or I'm going to be a nine to fiver, but somebody's getting cheated on. So I'm cheating on that nine to five because I'm doing all this stuff that I'm supposed to be doing on, on the clock and time. Why and does then, this feel like there's a confession happening? No, 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 I'm just saying like, you know, and then I'm cheating on really my business because yeah. I'm only can be like part time. So you just really, I had to really just make that decision. So uh, I literally went to church. I went to church and the preacher preached water walkers and he was mm. talking about like stepping out on faith. Wow. And so he preached that message and I heard it and I was like, okay, that's my sign. So I just typed in my two week notice and I prayed to God. I said, no matter how long or how hard it gets, I'll never go back to working for anybody. And I haven't worked for anybody. And the next day you were like, I'm out, I'm done. Turn my two week notice in and the and rest haven't is looked back. I haven't looked back. That's incredible. It, it takes a, a, a ton of confidence, a ton of faith. Yeah. To say I'm going to embark on this road, it is so uncertain. Yeah. The literal asset that I have is myself That's in right. order to execute day to day yeah. and build whatever this dream is and to deviate, right, from from the pan the plan or the path, right? Because yeah. your family's always excited, like, oh, you got a job, you got a regular paycheck, like it's awesome. <laughs> right. And they don't know what to do with you when you're out here like I, I'm gonna figure it out, right? I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna figure it out. Right. How how what were those like early challenges that you felt like really defined your pathways and your experiences up until now? I would say you know resilience is a thing that every entrepreneur should have. Yeah. And if you don't know how to be resilient and make adjustments along the way, a lot of entrepreneurs they quit before the actual manifestation of the thing happens mm. because of the challenges. Like okay. this thing is not easy. 
And so, you know, we get into the, the flash of entrepreneurship, but when it gets to the real nitty gritty of like really building a business, it can be tough. So it's like, really, how do you really compartmentalize yeah. and say, okay, I'm going to build this in a way that it can, it can work, it can scale, uh, what, how's my structure and things of that nature. So like early on, it was like, you know, it was, I wouldn't say it was easy. Okay. By no means it was easy, but I've always been able to overcome failure. Mm. Like I've always had a short memory when it comes to like failure, because I fail like so many times. Yeah. Just starting things, learning, yeah. and then, okay. I was gonna ask you about like failure, because it seems like you have all this great confidence, but like, was that always the case? Especially in those like early years of building something and then like, okay, if this didn't work out, do you just go on to the next thing? Like, on to the next. And nice. see, the thing is, is that I learned quickly that we really only care about the outside noise. Mm. So, like, people are really more concerned about what it looks like, what my failure looks like. To it's the, an ego thing. It's an ego thing. Right. So, my failure looks bad to all, what are all these people going to say about me having to close my business or it not working out or, mm. you know, all those things. But if you can really silence those voices and understand, that, okay, it didn't work out because of X, Y, and Z, but this is the path that I want to go on. Right. And I got to keep pushing. So from the janitorial service, I opened up, uh, I built my janitorial service. I was really making great money, six figure business, you know, cash flow was great. And, but as entrepreneurs, we always want to jump to the next big and greatest idea, right. you know, and I had my focus issues, you know, so okay. I'm building this business and then this shiny object comes and I'm yeah. like, okay. And then you back think, to cheating. Yeah, yeah, I'm back to cheating. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, I want to do that. Right. So literally I opened up a, um, a cafe in Murfreesboro, which was one of my greatest losses. Uh, mm. I thought was going to be amazing right across the street from the college campus. And I lost a quarter of a million dollars. In, oh, wow. And like three months, four months. Sheesh. And um, so just no one was coming or like what you, you kind of no, miscalculated just, the traffic or what? No, it was just not not knowing how to run. I never ran a coffee shop. Yeah. You know? But so, you, but okay. But I feel like everything that you've embarked on was like, you, you were just, I figured it out. out. Yeah. So, but I think it was like a lot of different factors. Yeah. That why it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had problems with the landlord and they was trying to get us out. We put all this money in there and it was just, it was just a lot going okay. on, but that was one of those learning things of, okay, how are you going to overcome this? Hey folks, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I hope you're getting all the gems and all the tools from the lessons here. I just wanted to make sure I took the time to tell you about my new book, Upper Hand, The Future of Work for the Rest of Us. You can get it wherever books are sold. In it, I dive into the roadmaps of helping you, your loved ones, students, mentees, communities, really understand and define strategies for understanding the language of innovation, entrepreneurship, and what's ahead. It's built with pages of exercises, lists of free or low cost education tools and certifications, and a full 10 page list of what jobs will define the future, the salaries of those jobs and prerequisites. If you've ever felt overwhelmed about what you need to get started in the tech industry, or simply need a bit of guidance on how to create opportunities for yourself, pick up Upper Hand today. But that's not like immediate, right? Because you're like, yo, a quarter million dollars. Like, I can't just be like, all right, keep moving, move on. 
Yeah. I need a moment to just yeah. like, I'm going to need a moment and a drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, I mean, like you really have to have a short memory in entrepreneurship Yeah. to make it. Mm -hmm. And now, and you know, yes, you're going to have moments where you're going to reflect on, man, I just took this major loss. Yeah. I need to step back. But a lot of times people step back and then they be like, you know what? This ain't for me. I'm going to work a job or I'm going to do yeah. this. Or, and, but, you know, I've always been able to say, you know, all right, let me take a couple months and then let me figure out that next thing. Yeah. I always call it that voice. Like okay. I have a voice internally, which is your subconscious that speaks to me that says, okay, that's your next move. Mm. And so like in 2008, uh, it was that, that voice. So okay. I'm literally, I didn't know 2008 was the middle of a recession, mm -hmm. one of the great recessions, but I heard that voice say, open up a dry cleaners in a high, in the middle of the recession. A high luxury business in the middle of a recession. I was there for 13 years. Wow. Um, and I don't have, I didn't have any experience in that. Mm. So it's just really, you know, how can you, and then what I've done very, very well is just know how to take things to market. Mm -hmm. Which is what I do very well. Yeah. So and, and so that's that's what you're getting right, yeah. right? Like that like that part is what you're getting right is, and, and I love this. I love this. Like, you gotta have a short memory. You yeah. gotta keep moving forward. You gotta listen to that voice. Yeah. Maybe talk to me about rallying other people around these dreams and these visions because. Yeah you're not just executing all this alone, no. right? You're having to work with people, you're having to build a team. Like, talk to me about like, what have you gotten right about team building? Well, I think what I've gotten right, and, I, and this is the philosophy that we have in our organization, is you hire slow and you fire fast, mm -hmm. is one thing that I live by. And so really about how can you really clearly define your vision? And how do you find the people that align with your vision? Not fight against your vision, but right. align with your vision. And I've been successfully able to decipher who aligns and who doesn't align with the vision. Uh, because it's a clear vision, it's my vision, I see it. Now we're gonna make adjustments along the way, mm -hmm. but this is the vision. And if you have a clear and, and precise vision, then people will come and work for you for free. Mm -hmm. And literally, that's how we built Pivot Technology School. Mm -hmm. So Pivot, we had no budget. We, we didn't raise any money beforehand mm -hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. We just had a clear vision of, hey, we want to solve this problem. Mm -hmm. There's a huge problem in this area. We want to solve it. And we're going to communicate this over and over and over again to people see that vision and say, hey, I want to be a part of that. I want to help solve that problem. Yeah. I see that and I want to I wanna make a difference too. And literally, that's how we built our team yeah. for the first, like, three, four months. We didn't have a budget. Right. So, they was, man, I work for free. Yeah, yeah. So, we, we spoke about this um, in some other conversations about, like, when people see you pushing your car up the hill, yep. they get out. There, there's going to be a couple of folks who get out and say, oh, let me help you. Right. Let me help you, like, push that up the hill. Yeah. So, it's, it's fascinating that you go from luxury dry cleaners in yep. the middle of a recession to now pivoting to pivot yep. and pivot technologies really being this marker of, of service yep. and information transfer yeah. and upskilling people. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like really trying to work on folks mindset around like we have to be strategic about how we're building ourselves for the future of work. Right. And like, that's yep. like the whole premise behind my book upper hand, but can you talk to me about, you know, pivot and why specifically you are targeting the audience that you're targeting? 
Yeah, so I, I just tell you the story. Uh, it's a very unique story. Okay. So in 2019, so I get pulled to be a, a part of all these kind of like leadership organization stuff that's in Nashville. So I was a part of this uh, organization uh, called the Chamber of Commerce. Yep. Uh, and we did this leadership study. So for 10 weeks, we studied Nashville. And then at the end, we traveled to Austin, Texas to study everything that they had going on and figure out ways we can bring those ideas back to Nashville. Well, we were going, if you know Austin, mm -hmm. we were going to all these technology hubs. So we went to Capital Factory. We was mm -hmm. going to all these different places. And I was just seeing nothing but folks in there building tech companies, uh, robotics, uh, people in there learning how to code, coding boot camps upstairs. And it was just, it just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I looked around and I ain't seen not one black soul in there. Hmm. Not one. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So like everybody in here learning technology, I understand where the future of work is going. Right, right, right. Everybody's in here is getting the upper hand, but I don't see nobody that look like me. Mm -hmm. And then the whole city, I didn't know Austin was like this, but Austin is is it is super, super white. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I didn't see any minorities anywhere. Right, right. And uh, so it really that that moment changed my life. Yeah. How did you know that Nashville needed this? Well, you know what? The focus was Nashville, but I didn't know the world needed it. Mm, okay. So Nashville was going to be the home base. Mm -hmm. So I had this building. So my business is on, on the corner of Seventh and Jefferson. Jefferson's like a historic. Uh, predominantly black area, well, it used to be before gentrification, uh, but it houses like TSU, Tennessee State University, Meharry, Fisk, all mm -hmm. this. All the black this, colleges. All, on this one road, Jefferson Street. Mm -hmm. And I was located on the corner of 7th and Jefferson. I had this big building. I had my dry cleaners in it. I had a co-working space called The Lab Nashville. I had a vent space upstairs. So the school was gonna be housed in that building. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, we're gonna build innovation on the corner of 7th and Jefferson. I, I can just see it in my mind. I'm like, okay, it's- That's it's a pretty sweet vision. Like, super, yeah. Like, yeah. this is gonna be the vision for this area. We're gonna bring tech to our community. Right. And so we worked on it all of 2019. Um, finally convinced people that, hey, oh man, Josh is in the tech business now? Like, ain't, ain't he the dry cleaner man? Like, <laughs> why, I ain't tech, you know? But literally convinced people like, yo, this is this is the way that we're going. Mm -hmm. And so March the 3rd, 2020 was the very first day of classes and the day that I lost everything. Hey, so I was my, gonna say, there's so many folks, like there's so many entrepreneurs I have spoken with just in this whole series who like, they launched like March, March 1st through March 5th. Mm -hmm. of 2020 and then everything crashed completely so, so my I, I got hit before that crash wow so a tornado came oh a physical okay a literal physical tornado came and wiped my building off the map literally the dry cleaners the dry cleaners the co-working the co-working space, space the event space, space. All of it. So all this big vision literally came crumbling down. Crumbling down on the same day that I was giving birth to a new vision. So really, literally. And then the world shut down. All right, so let's look at it. So like really, I always talk about voices and mm -hmm. you listening to those voices that you know is telling you to do something, yeah. but sometimes you don't listen to it okay. and you don't move forward with it. So if I were to say, you know what, 
I don't know how to do the tech business or okay. I don't know how to open up a, I had that vision, something in my spirit told me I need to do it, but I, if I didn't do it, I wouldn't have been prepared for what was to come. Did you feel betrayed though? Like, you're like, okay, voice, I'm listening to you. I'm building this thing. I'm going to put it here in this physical space. And then you stand in front of your space and it no longer exists. So, Cause I would feel like I'm being punked. So I felt like I was being punked until I got perspective. Mm. Okay. And it took me about two months okay. to really get perspective. So I would just go and walk and just be like, man, what is, what's going on? Like, what am I not seeing? What is the purpose of this? Okay. And literally, like, God was like, yo, look at what you had. Hmm. Look at the businesses that were you, you were in. So I was in a dry cleaning business that would have been impacted by COVID pandemic. The co-working space business, people couldn't be this close. People couldn't have events. But I gave you something that can thrive in the middle of a pandemic mm -hmm. in 2019 before it happened. Wow. So literally we named it Pivot Technology School in 2019. Wow. Launched it in 2020 when the whole world had to pivot. Mm -hmm. And we blew up in the middle of a pandemic because everything went virtual. Everything went virtual. Every, the, and the whole the model was, hey, we're going to be just this Nashville oh you know this is a good story and we're going to be here and we're going to be right. serving people right on the corner local and mm -hmm. y'all just come in and do no come get a hug yeah come get a hug just <laughs> attaboy y'all doing such a great yeah. work but no the vision was not to be local but be global mm -hmm. so we literally went from just having students in Nashville to having students mm -hmm. all across the country. And what are y'all teaching students? So we teach uh, software development, data analytics, and cybersecurity. So mm -hmm. we feel like those three areas, you get that skill set, that you can literally change your life. Absolutely. Um, so we always talk about the wealth gaps and all these gaps from home ownership and things of that nature that African-American people are not taking advantage of because we're not making enough, we're not making enough money. Mm -hmm. And we don't have that skill set to make us the money that we need to make. So tech is the bridge of economic prosperity. Mm -hmm. So if we can get individuals these skill sets, the minimum level role in tech is about $65,000. The average median income of a person is like $35,000. So you've already doubled, We're doubled the potential. That. Doubling right. the potential, and if you're in a household with someone and you, know, you both are making a combined $58,000, if I can get you, one of you trained, it's a six-figure household. Yep. That's how you immediately shift culture. That's how you immediately shift home ownership mm -hmm. and gaps being closed. Education, and healthcare, all those things. All those things. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's our mission. So we, I chose like, okay, we're going to serve the minority community. Mm -hmm. This is before the, the diversity and inclusion thing blew up because George Floyd blew that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, people were talking about it, but they weren't really serious about it. But then the George Floyd situation happened, and then it just changed everything when it comes to a DNI perspective. Uh, so, I mean, we took advantage of that moment. So, a lot of companies wanted to start working with us. And then, literally, two years from now, well, I guess it was like two years ago. Uh, but now, you know, are you still hearing those same companies? They made all these big commitments. All these hundred million dollar commitments. It's a different world now. Yeah, Once again, like, yeah. back to regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> right. Back to reality. Yeah. So now I gotta fight tooth and nail to get individuals opportunities okay. that, that need them. Yeah. You know, so we yes, we work with individuals being in, uh, incarcerated. Yeah. So anybody that's gonna be released within the year, we give them a skill set. 
so then they can go and take it and go get a job. But yeah. everybody loves those these feel good stories, but feel good doesn't get doesn't pay bills. It doesn't pay bills. No. And the reality of people's experiences. Um, and, and I thought it was interesting too when we were speaking in Nashville, and you were telling me this story. And I don't think I've ever even publicly shared that I have a brother who's in prison. Wow. And you know he's been there you know for a few years. Um, and I think we'll probably get out in, in a couple of years. But one of the conversations we've had in the past was like, look, you've got to learn a skill set that yep. will keep you relevant and that will give you the best chance and opportunity to like change and, and, and transition and transform your life. Yep. Right. And it's, it's it's so fascinating to be someone who is actively talking about tech and actively talking about like community. And then you're like, literally in my family, like we also deal within the crystal, the criminal justice system in watching the challenges of like trying to transform your life and technology being a potential route to that. Yeah. But that's only if they go through that program and then they have an employer that's willing to take a chance on them. That's it. That's it. How do you convince, how do you convince um, employers to, to look at what you are building and doing and who you're helping specifically yeah. and then, you know, getting those individuals hired? Well, that's the challenge. Yeah. So, um, and some employers are open. They have like a progressive mindset. So mm -hmm. we work with a lot of employers that have progressive mindsets to say, mm -hmm. okay, we're gonna create these set of opportunities. And I always say, let's, let's make it fair. Now, let's, if your average role is $65,000, just because I'm bringing in somebody from this type of background, don't dumb it down where you're like, okay, well, we'll pay them 40. No, let's keep it at 65. So it's just, it takes some convincing. It okay. takes people to look outside the box. Can they do the work? Right, that's let's just, it. Let's just base it on that. Yeah. Can they execute the work? If they can execute the work, then create the opportunity. Now, if yeah. they can't execute the work, then I, we understand that, but let's continue to just execute the work. Yeah. Uh, so it, it takes some, it yeah. takes a lot of meetings and phone calls. You know the corporate world. Yeah. So it takes uh, about five or six months to make a someone to say, all right, I will right, we'll do it. Let's yeah. try it. Yeah, yeah. So. Hey folks, my new podcast is not the only place to get tips and gems and updates from me. You can also go to my website at ShereleDorsey.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter, where I share thoughtful essays on productivity, innovation, business, as well as new projects I'm working on. I'd love to have you share this podcast and give me a shout on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or wherever you're being social these days. And if you're enjoying the content thus far, don't forget to leave your girl a review. Okay, now back to the show. It seems to me that you like challenges. Like, there's something about your personality that I feel like if you weren't being challenged, like, I don't know what else you would be doing besides this. Like, if you weren't being challenged, like, I feel like it is, uh, like, you get deep satisfaction from, like, the wins. Yes. I get, I, so, I get deep satisfaction from the wins, and I get deep satisfaction from the impact. Mm. Like, I'm, like, community-driven. Right. So when I see wins in the community and they're like, yo, Josh, because your program, I'm able to do this now, or I'm able to buy a house for my family, or I'm able to save some money, like mm -hmm. those are the wins for me. And then in just in business in general, like I've been, a, I'm a huge connector. So they call me the plug. So literally, hey, I'm, yeah, yeah, hey. I'm plugged into like <laughs> little everything. And so I, I get, satisfaction from just mm -hmm. being connecting people to opportunities that's i just love that yeah. yeah what's the larger vision for for you 
beyond pivot because i feel like and then you know a few years you'll be like yeah yeah i sold pivot and now i'm doing this yeah right. like 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 ultimately uh, like what yes. is that like so i think so the ultimate vision for myself is speaking like going out and speaking and doing strategy mm-hmm. with businesses and organizations um and i'm really trying to be done in like five years though i hear you like so 45 is my number yeah i'm very heavy into real estate okay. so I, I just need 100 doors all right yeah i got 36. hey so i just need you're on your way I, i'm on the way <laughs> so it's like i want to build enough passive income where i'm just i can just do what i do you know i don't have those yeah restri- i don't have restrictions now don't don't get it to yeah. so i have restrictions yeah. now but I ain't trying to work like this. I hear you. You know, it's a hustle, even with the impact, for sure. It is. It's a hustle. It's a. It's a lot of selling, and I do. I sell. That's what I do for our organization. I'm the CEO of the company, and that's all I do is just sell. I just go and build relationships, but Mm -hmm. my team like really works in the weeds and making Mm -hmm. sure that everything is working. Right. Right. They can actually execute what I'm selling. Because mm-hmm. I tell them, like, I sell it all. And then I just say, here y'all go. <laughs> Make this happen. I just told them. I just X, told them I can do this. I don't even know what they were talking <laughs> right. about, but here's right. a contract. We don't have any instructors. We don't have the <laughs> curriculum. We don't have anything. But I said yes. And they gotta, y'all got to build it, man. That's Let's it. figure it out. Yeah. I love it. Yes. I love it. That is the fun part. What do you feel like you have gotten right in First of all, I just I just love that like your building actually no longer exists. And you were like, all right, we're gonna move on to the next thing. But what do you feel like you've gotten right in terms of picking up and continuing to move forward? Well, you know, I talked about that short memory thing, but it's really about like tapping into it's it's almost that that mama mentality. It's like I have a destination in mind. And no matter what happens, I'm going to get to that destination. Mm -hmm. Whatever that destination is, I choose. Mm -hmm. And so I always talk about like moving in the direction you want to go. So no matter what in life, just keep moving. Mm -hmm. Movement, movement, moving creates momentum. And as long as I keep moving, then all the pieces will come together. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've just always orchestrated my life It's like, I'm going to keep moving. I got to keep it moving. Yeah. And that's more my dad always says that too. He'd be like, let it go. Keep it moving. Just let it go. Just let it go. Like, you, what you going to keep crying about it? No, let it go. Let's keep moving. Mm-hmm. And as long as I keep moving, that everything that is aligned with what I have going on will show up. Mm-hmm. And it'll show up right on time. And that's, that's how it's always happened. So the technology school... The same thing. Like, I just kept moving. I'm just telling people, hey, we opened up this technology school. We have no curriculum. All we had was a T-shirt. We <laughs> had a, a T-shirt and a website. website. That's how you start. A T-shirt and a website. <laughs> we said, we're going to do this. Yeah. And we literally just kept moving. Kept mm-hmm. moving, and then all the pieces just start showing up. Mm-hmm. We weren't worried about the money. And we focused, and people focus on money too much. Mm-hmm. No, focus on the concept. Focus on the idea. Focus on your passion, mm-hmm. and the money will just show up. It'll just it'll just come knocking on your door, some way or another. Customers will just start showing up. They're just gonna show up. And just how it always happens, like the universe is undefeated. <laughs> it's undefeated. I love that. It it all it uh, it uh, take things outside out of your life that doesn't need to be there, and put things in your life that needs to be there. Mm-hmm. It always happens. Now sometimes we fight against it. 
Sometimes we don't, you know, we like, no, I still want this a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But then you see the hurt, the pain that comes from holding on to something you're supposed to let go. Mm. So that's just how it is. What have you had to let go of? Um, a lot of things. I've had to let go of my pride, ego. Mm. Uh, you know, being, I'm not always right. Mm-hmm. You know, so isn't that a thought? Yeah, it's a thought. I'm not always right. <laughs> I'm not always right. So I'm learning mostly how to be a team player. Um, you know, because I know I can get it done, but trusting enough to say I'm going to let it go. I've gotten it to this point. Here y'all go. Take it and run with it. Take it and run with it. And yeah. now I can just oversee. Hey, y'all got it going? Okay, good. Okay. All right. I'm let me know here. if you need some help. Yeah, yeah, let me know if you need some help. But I used here. to be super in the weeds with okay. everything. Okay. And But I've learned, like, after the pandemic. So before the pandemic, Josh was out here, like, working. I've got all this going on. I'm doing this and that. I got this event going and this event. I was doing too much. I didn't yeah. know I was doing too much until yeah. I had to sit down. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yo. That's too much. Nah, that's too much. And I always say, singular focus changed my life. Mm. It just, it, it did. Like, mm -hmm. literally understanding that, okay, I'm going to focus on that thing. And I'm going to make that thing great. And it's going to get me what I was trying to get six things to do. Absolutely. But just focus in itself just changed me. For I sure. love that. Mm. I love that. I want you to peep that I am repping Nashville right now. You I did, see it. You see the sweatshirt? Come on, I saw it. I wear the I wear the pants all the time. Yes. I just I just wanted to, just for the record to know. Just for the record, you are representing Nashville. My guys live above Darren, Adrian. Those are my shout out to the homies. Man, yes. shout out to the homies, man. Like I used to mentor those those dudes, like <laughs> literally, and just to see that's all I wear. So. I love it, yes, because I bought I bought my sweat my sweat outfit out of the back of a truck. Yes, in Nashville, and I literally and it's the most comfortable thing I've ever had. I told him <laughs> so the <laughs> night the the day before I, I was wearing I said, "Hey man, look, I'm gonna wear your I'm gonna wear the jogger suit. I need you to blow stuff up in the truck, and I'm gonna announce it. Yeah, and like we're gonna sell some out your truck. Yeah, and they literally did that. Literally, yeah. we were like, yep. It almost didn't fit in my suitcase, but right. we made it happen. <laughs> right. I love it. Josh, I am so, so grateful that we were able to connect yes, for and sure. that you came all the way to Atlanta for this conversation. No and doubt. I'm excited about Pivot and all the things that are coming together. So thank you. No, no doubt. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me be a part of your, your podcast. And yes. This is amazing. I think, you know, you're doing amazing work. Thank you. In the world. And we got to figure out ways that we can collaborate work Absolutely. together. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. And now yeah. tell, tell us where we can find you, follow you. Yep. And pivot. Yes, so you can go to pivottechschool.com. Uh, you can find up, find us on all the socials, Pivot Tech School. You can find me, Joshua Mundy. Uh, Instagram, I am Mr. Mundy, M-U-N-D-Y. Uh, I have a YouTube channel too, Joshua Mundy. You can subscribe. I do all my real estate stuff. So oh, my podcast, I'm here for that. Stuff, my real estate stuff. I just show you like step by step oh i love that on really how to get in the game so yes. and invest in it and all the problems i have with contractors and everything i show you everything that's incredible yeah. okay well we're definitely going to like follow subscribe all, all the that. things yes thank you so much for joining us again for another episode we'll catch you at the next one thanks for tuning in to another episode of i think i'm doing this right 
I hope this was your one hour to breathe, connect, relate, and realize you are not alone on one of the greatest self-development journeys there is to embark on, entrepreneurship. Make sure to share this with your other friends who are just trying to figure it out so more of us can have a safe space to learn as we grow. Until next week, remember, this journey is all about grit, grace, and gratitude.